Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. On the go? Still want to listen? Don't have one of those fancy phones with too many buttons. Don't know what an app is? Or you don't even care? Well, we got you here at Revolution Radio. Now you can dial in 24-7 to listen to our shows. We have a number for Studio A and Studio B. And best of all, it's free. Don't forget, your carrier charges for your cell phone provider may apply, though. So check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712-432-6958. And Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host... Welcome, everybody, to Nightlight. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we provide you with that beacon that can ever guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is Nightlight. A reminder that you are never alone. I am so fortunate tonight to have uh, a good friend and, and an amazingly talented psychic medium with us tonight. His name is Ray Booker. And he is has gotten up early in the morning in order to be here with us tonight, for which I am very, very grateful. He's always known that he had, you know, psychic abilities, but he, he was, it wasn't until the last decade or so that he decided to develop and, and explore them further. He calls himself a spiritualist medium. He channels messages from spirit, the spirit world, to those who are looking for proof that our souls are eternal. He used the title, he uses the title spiritualist because he believes in the seven principles of the church and most of all the principle, principle five um, that which is is spiritual is personal responsibility, and he re- receives messages in a number of different ways. He's clairvoyant, clairsentient, sees spirits visually and on an emotional level. He's an amazing man. He's been my guest before, and I am so grateful that that he is joining us tonight. And if you want to check up on him, and I suggest you do, his website is www.healingrays dot co dot uk welcome to the show ray i was thinking of introducing somebody else when you mentioned me you know the way <laughs> <laughs> i'm always looking around the room for somebody else <laughs> oh my goodness well you know you got up at three in the morning or at two in the morning i mean i don't think many people would do that for us <laughs> well uh, to be honest after um, i watched a, a late film 
had an hour's sleep and come online with a cup of coffee. So, but I'm having to keep it quiet because it's it's a quiet house and my son's getting up early in the morning for work. But no mind, he's he's all right with it. So I'm in the father, I'm in the father's corner of the house, away from everybody else. <laughs> Well, you know, at least at least you were able to isolate yourself. I, I got I got for Christmas two kittens who do not understand the words. Please be quiet while I'm on the radio. So, um, well, if, well, if, it's, if it literally, sounds like World War Four, you'll know why. <laughs> literally, um, five feet from me is a snoring dog. Ah, well, <laughs> he's, he's he's asleep in his basket ah, after a rough day of doing so nothing. This kitten, they go like crazy and then drop, and then go like crazy and then drop. They're so little. Um, I don't think I have my my schedule is not in sync with them, or theirs is not with me at the moment. I'm sure that as time goes by, we'll reach a very, very, you know, happy medium. But at, at this moment, there's no such thing as a happy medium here. I mean, I'm delighted and they are so joyful. It's unbelievable. They are total and absolute love. And, um, you know, the, you, you can't have a, a nicer, more exciting Christmas present than to have something warm and fuzzy who, who's going to love you unconditionally. Yes, absolutely. So I, and, I want... I wanted to talk to you about the energy that is around us and and the fact that it feels to me as though there have been massive changes and um, it, it's all of us who are in the spiritual field are feeling them in different ways. Have you noticed anything? Absolutely. This this year for a lot of people, especially with all this the celebrities that have been passing passing away has been um, a bit of a, a big change for everybody. And someone pointed out that yes, these celebrities, these uh, people are going and they're, they're leaving paths open for new ideas and new new ways of doing things. Um and the energy certainly been that around have been like that around me over the past year. It's been one big massive change. Um, my philosophies are all the same. My ways yeah. of working and principles are all the same, but the energy has changed big style in the whole world. I think as well. There's more of a shift to, uh, to belief in. Things that weren't so believable, let's say, um, a couple of years ago, and I think it's. It's it's that new hope, if you want to quote Star uh, Star Wars, sorry, that new hope, and um, I'm hoping that the 2007, 2017 will be a different year and energy wise. Um, I haven't done the a lot of things I've been doing in the past over this year, but when I've just touched upon them, I know they're still there. And that's all I've needed. Uh, working with the higher ascended masters, um, I had done very, very little work. And the one opportunity I did do t- to have um, a, a, si- a sitting with my friend, Annette, she, we did connect and the energy was there. And it was just that need to know that the energy, that the old energy that you've been working with is still around you and still usable, let's say. Because a lot of times we we go through our lives and think, you know, well, I'm I'm on a new path and old ways are gone. And but no, the old ways are gone. The old ways are your experience, 
the old exactly. the old energies of the way you've learned how to deal with things and they're always around you the same with your ideas um I've been through, we've had a, a bit of a strange weekend, uh, a very, very dear friend of mine of 30 odd, well, 38 years passed away on Christmas Eve. Oh and I know it was a long fight with cancer, but he was a fighter and that's the main thing. And his energy was for his family always. And he never changed that. He never changed his goal. And my energies um, are, are, are similar. They're always for the same the same um, goals in life and this is what the people have got to understand that you know yeah you experience new things but that all things are viable information and viable way of doing things especially especially do you know do you know what the biggest change I think is and I think the biggest um, empathy if you want is a lot of the 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 comic books that we grew up with, Barbara, are coming to life now, and people they sure are, are. <laughs> and they're getting to understand the universe. I watched um, the Marvels Doctor Strange, and it's about other universes. And I thought, well, do you know something? I've experienced stuff like that, uh-huh. not on the level obviously Doctor Strange has, but it was uh, my experience <laughs> stuff like that. So I can I can relate to it, and you'll find a lot of the people are actually relating to these things because they have come. You know, they've, they've scratched the head at times and saying, "What the hell's going on?" They've watched a movie and said, "Well, hang on a second, this 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 thing's telling me something." Mm-hmm. There's a particular one which which I found interesting, which is Guardians of the Galaxy, which in, introduces the Infinity Stones, and the yes. Infinity the Infinity Stones are from when the universe wasn't here, so to speak. They created the universe. And people are now actively searching for their own version of the infin- infinity stones. We'll give, give an example, the God particle. People yes. are, are searching, well, they've, they've found it now, but they're searching for reasons and how to use it and how to work with it. So the energies and the ideas are definitely changing. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And you know, I've always said that it was my belief that, that fiction and science fiction was out there only to prepare us for the reality that we were coming into. and Absolutely. I've been um, getting involved with um, a, a group, um, a, sorry, a movement called Steampunk, which is, you know, it's a bit of science fiction and a big, bit of Victoriana. And I had the pleasure of sitting with a, a steampunk vicar um, for about... 20 minutes and we were talking about the Christ consciousness how the energy works because he wasn't sure about what I was actually peddling should we say he wasn't sure about my my stance because my my new uh, when I do these events I have a thing called heaven's gate and um it's uh, spirit or tarot and it's not good or evil as the pic the the, por- the poster depicts it's something that everybody experiences within life. And that's what I was explaining to him. It's not about, you know, the devil, because it's a, the symbols, the devil dancing with an angel. Ah. And I said, it, it, we, we have to go through this in our lives. We have to experience bad. And sometimes we do dance with the devil on the angel's side uh-huh. as well. Now, the, um, Leonard Cohen, I'm sure you've heard of him. He's yes. passed away this year. He released um, an album called So You Want It Dark. And there's a, a fantastic line in that. When I when I let go of the devil, I let go of an angel too. Uh-huh. And well, it was just it was just that. 
don't you think that we are kind of a balance of, of you know, the yin and the yang, the positive, the negative? The, I mean, as 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 total spiritual entities, we have a little of everything in us, and it's how we bring it into balance that determines. Absolutely, and I think that's one of my part of my journey over the past year is getting to grips with the yin and the yang. The um, because I come across a lot of people, and I won't call them charlatans. I'll say people who aren't quite ready for what they're doing. Uh-huh. would be a better word and that um one particular event last year there was a lady and she asked for a reading off me now she was a a fellow medium and but she was going under the, the guise of reading angel cards and angel healer and the first thing i said to you said i'm sorry pet but you're not ready I said you're yeah. nearly there you're nearly there but you're not quite there and she took a dicky dicky fit on me she absolutely <laughs> i've been working with angels i said listen i said if I'm going to give you this message, if you want this message, take it. I'm not insulting you. I'm just telling you, you're not quite there. I said, I'm not quite there. I've got a long journey to go, but I know that my guides and the people I need to work with are the right ones. And once you accept that, you'll, you'll, you'll understand where I am. Well, she hasn't spoke to me since, but I'm not bothered. (laughs) (laughs) Then I realized, then they realized going about the yin and yang that was part of my journey when I was working with Annette which is um, with the Kuan Yin energies and the higher energies it was part of my journey not to find out the the ones who were charlatans so much just to to move them in the right direction so they understood yeah I think not only not only as a reader you know you need to you need to look at yourself first but but when people are going to look for someone to read them they should be discerning as well. And and I think we're coming into a time of discernment where it's appropriate for somebody to look at your website. It's appropriate for someone to listen to you read if you do a radio show or to to, to get, get a quick reading at a psychic fair just to get a flavor of who you yeah, are and how absolutely. you read. There was a, there was the, when I, this, this, um, place I was at was called the Thackeray Medical Museum and it was all um hang on a second <laughs> my my computer wants to restart <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no and um it's uh, a a lady came up to me and asked me she said do you know any readers and I always find it quite funny I've got the great big banner you know on the thing saying I'm doing psychic readings I said, yes. I said, um, how can I help you? She said, oh, well, I lost my uh, father on two days earlier. I said, well, I'm going to stop you right there. I said, I'm not going to read for you. She said, well, why not? I said, because it's, you haven't had a chance to grieve. Yeah. My own personal beliefs on this is, you know, we're here, yeah, we're here to provide a service, but we're not here to take your money. And she would have sat with me and you know, taken everything on board and believed everything I said. And she'll, she'll, she started telling me stuff and I said, stop that. I said, because you're going to go to another medium and they're going to tell you, ex- repeat exactly what you're saying. And you'll be so surprised and so fant- grateful that they brought whoever you wanted through without giving you the proof you needed. So yeah. wait at least a month, I said, let the grieving process begin and and. When you're ready to move on, get get another reader and come see me. I'll even recommend you one. Mm-hmm. It's just that rather than just go to any willy-nilly, go to where you feel you need to be because yeah. it's important. That, that's really great advice. And, and so many people, you know, there are so many people out there who, you know, we're all psychic to a certain degree. 
but you want to go to somebody that has, I don't know, been around the block a few times, um, somebody who who is able to set their ego aside. And it's it's hard to find, you know, those people. And especially if you're going to like a psychic fair, you know, they always say go to whoever you're drawn to, but but pay attention too, because it's it's in, because when you go for a reading, you are wide open and readers plant seeds and you want to make sure that whoever is planting seeds is planting good seeds. Absolutely. I have I have a set of rules in the in the UK. We have a set of rules which the government insists we we insist we uh, are a member of a union or um, an organisation which is the Spiritual Workers Association in Great Britain, and we they insist we're insured, which I am um, to the tune of two million pound um, medical malpractice, which is public liability if you want, and the other big one which I always insist and I'll always tell people, make sure they record the reading yes. because you your memory is full of holes and it'd be full of bigger holes by the time I've <laughs> finished because I'm firing information at you. It's and great advice, and I I always say with every, every client or every everyone I meet, I say this is what you need to find in another reader because I can't you can't guarantee they're going to come back to you in six months. No, and, and but but I think the 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 other thing that's really important, and and I would I would I would classify you as old school, and there are a lot of old school mediums out there and and what you want is an old school medium basically someone who has had training in a spiritualist church or organization because because there is a sense of compassion and understanding and strength if you have that kind of a background it's not a guarantee yes it's not a guarantee but it's 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 at least a 75 percent guarantee that there will be some authenticity and and I have found, especially here in the States, that people call themselves mediums and have no training in the fundamentals of spiritualism or what a spiritual person is. Absolutely. So, so you know, I, I do want to put out there that we are going to be doing readings. So if you'd like to call in for a reading with, with Ray and I, um, or Ray and me, well, us, if you'd like to get a reading from us, the number is 310-421-4053. Uh, if you're calling on phone and there's a Skype number two, and if you're listening on Freedom Slips or in the chat room, those numbers are up on the very top of the screen. You can call in that way. Um, but but I, I feel strongly the more I see of this field and the people who are involved in it, those people that don't have any training, who have just who are working on their own intuition, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that if you want to go deeper and you want more spiritual information to come through, you have to have the training. You have to have the background. To have been it in a past life is wonderful, but if you don't have the foundations to build on it this life, there's a problem. Absolutely, absolutely. The the honesty side of it, there is a lot of people who, who just look at, you know, how much money I can make this week. I know several mediums in my area who are like that, and, you know, that they, they, they need the money, full stop. I'm in a, in a really good position. I've got a full-time job. I don't need the extra money. It pays the extra bills and the traveling and all the rest of it, but I'm... I've committed myself to a big charity event just purely for, and I won't take any money because um, it, it's a, it's something that's 
it's connected with the, the guy who passed away over the weekend. So I've committed to that. And it's not a case of, you know, I don't need the fame because everybody know everyone ignores me in, in the local area anyway. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just a case of, you know, getting the job done. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's another really important feature to look at because um, I I don't need this money either. I have, you know, I'm retired, so I have a pension and stuff, so I'm okay. But but if if you are pushing yourself, if you are reading because you are supporting yourself on the reading, there is a certain amount of pressure you're putting on the spiritual aspect of yourself that in some cases will will tempt you to fake it now and then yeah and if that ha- and, and i've seen this happen to some extraordinarily good people um they just were desperate they needed the money and because they didn't feel right or that they weren't getting something or and and if you don't get something there's a reason for it um it, it, it just they were they they had to do the readings and because it was their only source of income and sometimes yeah. Sometimes that puts too much pressure on the spiritual aspects because as readers, we are continuously growing. We are continuously expanding. We are continuously um, delving into new material inside of ourselves so that um, it's a very exciting time. And, and to do readings when you're learning is is magical because the people that, that have something that you need to hear um, are, are naturally drawn to you. And it really is a very exciting experience. I, I, we had a, a a party, a Christmas party over over the the season, and um, we were. I was out with my mate, my mates from work, and there was this one particular young lad. I was. Um, he came over. He said, "Dear, I don't believe in that spooky stuff you do." Uh, well, he added a couple of swear words to that as well. But uh-huh. um, I said, it, "It's not about that." I said, "I'm not going to sit here for the rest of the night and try to convince you in what I believe in. It's in what you believe in. The uh, the aspects of it is, you know, part and parcel of the aspects of it is actually counselling as well. You you're here to do. Um, you're here to give um, mediumship or proof that spirits exist, but you're also here to sit and help the person you sat in front with because nine times out of ten they're grieving." Uh-huh. lost or don't know where they need to be so they need guidance and they need help we'll stop and they more than likely need a shoulder to cry on as well so that's it's not just about showing you there's you know there is spooky things out there or scooby-doo does exist it's <laughs> it's 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 about actually being you and an individual and being more than capable to hand, handle a situation where you've got a grieving widow, grieving husband or etc. in front of you who needs support. Um, I've ne- I'm, not, I'm not officially um, actually got any certificates that said, but I, I had this lovely uh, sittings about two years ago where a, a lady said, do you know something, Ray, you'd make a really good life counsellor. <laughs> I said, oh, thank you very much. And she said, I should know. I'm a, a counsellor, um, a, a BA on a degree in psychology. I thought, well, if, 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 I, if I'm going to get a compliment of somebody like that, I must be doing something right. Well, yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. It is a form of counselling. And I think that people often come to psychics because – they they um they know they have an issue and they're hoping that that you know we can give them the magic keys or the magic words and very often my my suggestion is you know you're going through a tough time and counseling wouldn't be a bad idea for you at this time 
Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> the, what I was taught in the spiritualist church, and obviously the fifth one, personal responsibility, and it is personal responsibility. You're standing, you, you're taught, one, the first thing, you bring the spirit through. Uh-huh. Number two, you recognize them. You give uh, Number three, you give the message. And number four, you give message the validation for the message. And number five, you make sure the person's all right afterwards. Yes. Because that, that, yeah, that's, there's, um, there's, there's going to be a trigger in that conversation. It might be today, might be tomorrow, might be months down the line, but someone's going to absolutely break up in front of you. And it's oh, handling sure. that situation. It, exactly. And I, and I know when I, I got my training in the spiritualist church as well. And it was, it, it was an amazing experience because, you know, you're standing at a podium in a church and, and, you know, you're reaching out to spirits. And um, it, to me, that that's the most exciting place to work, to be honest with you. Um, and because, you know, the people sitting there are, are, are hoping to hear something. And, and, you know, 90% of the time, they're not there for the sermon, they're there for the messages. And, and, you know, you want to make sure that you give something to them that they can take with them, they can take home with them, that, that they can give, can give them a sense of comfort. And, and quite often, you know, if you can get them laughing, you know that healing is on the way as well. So Absolutely. Well, you, you've obviously realized I've got a really, really dry sense of humor and <laughs> uh, really wicked at times. Yes, it is. <laughs> I actually got, um, I did two services, it'll be about five years now, five or six years ago. And I, I had um, my friend's uh, hat with him. We'd actually visit him in, in America, but he died and his wife gave me his hat. So I stuck the hat on the podium and I did these two services around the hat. Now, because his name was Dick or Richard, I had to call it Dick's Hat all the way through the service. Uh-huh. And they just didn't get the joke on the first the first service. They just did not get the joke. Uh-huh. I was doing double entendres and all sorts, and they, they haven't invited me back since then. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because of the jokes. It was because I was giving futures out or advising people and all the rest of it. Now, I did the, ne- the next service about two weeks later, and they were, they were falling about in the aisles absolutely falling about in the aisles and that's what you want at the end of the day because you when I do stand up um, in um, other venues other than churches I want everybody to walk out feeling they've had been entertained or had some fun or had a message it doesn't really matter or got something from the night yeah I think all of us have an experience where I know that the very first time they asked me to do a service at the spiritualist church, I took it so seriously that I, I, I mean, I had a sermon that was so chock full of, oh, everything. And, and I realized three quarters of the way through it, cause I was slow that not only had I put the, the, the congregation to sleep, but the, the, the organist and I was dozing off myself. And it was sort of like, this is not what it's supposed to be. And I thought, well, they're never going to ask me back. And they did. And when I opened the service, I said, I apologize for the nap all of you took. 
last time. Um, and I, I said, I won't do a sermon anymore. But I, what I will do is share with you my experiences and some of the lessons and difficulties that I have come up against and how I screwed up so that you can find your own unique way of screwing up and you won't have to repeat mine. And from that time forward, I knew that if I could get them belly laughing, that, that they would remember my message. And, and it's true. And I ha- I, that was 20, 25 years ago. And I still have people that come up to me and say, do you remember the time you told us about your mirror event? Or they will have something that I gave out during the service and they will still be carrying it. And it's kind of like it, it taught me, that one experience taught me that, that joy and laughter help heal, help teach, help help people to expand their own consciousness. And if you're serious and you're giving them heavy-duty stuff, they most probably are going to take a nap. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, my, as I say, my friend passed away on uh, I can't, Saturday. It would have been Saturday evening. And today was Boxing Day, and it's traditional in the UK for people to go do a dip. And his daughter went to do a dip in the ocean at uh, 11 o'clock this morning. Yeah, I know, very cold. And, you know, that was the bravest thing I've ever seen in my life. She she was full of full of life, and, and she's been... She's been... Um... Whoops, we lost, we lost Ray. <clears throat> I'm sure Deb will get him back. Um, we are, again, going to be doing readings. So if you'd like to call in, it's 310-421. 4053. And uh, as soon as I, I, I know Deb is probably scrambling, this, folks, is why you have a producer, because I will just talk on and she will have to sweat it out and find him and get him back. Um, I know that, that this is a time of year when um, when all of us are going through, you know, sort of cleaning things up, getting ready for the new year moving into, uh, uh, you know, this New Year's Eve is coming and and we're going to be moving into 2017, which is a one year, which means new beginnings. And at times like this, it's sort of, there's, there's, it's a time to sort of make an agenda to sort of plan for yourself exactly the new things that you want to begin next year, because, because it's a one year, you'll have almost a decade to work on it. So it's really, um, it, it is in every new year, obviously, but this year especially because it's going to commit you for a decade. So if there are shifts you want to make in your life, if there are you know, new directions you want to focus on, if there are new things that you want to begin, this is a time to sort of get your map out and start making sure that you, you have it all kind of figured out the things, enumerate the things, prioritize your goals for this next year and for the next decade. Um, from what I can tell, as far as from the predictions that I've been doing and things like that, it's going to be an unusual year. It's going to be a year in which um, there are a lot of uh, shifts and changes. Our, our way of life, as we know it, is shifting. And because of that, there's a lot of excitement in the world. Now, people experience excitement in many different ways. Some are afraid and some are excited and some don't give a heck. But but for the most part, everybody knows there are shifts and change. And I'm talking globally. I'm not just talking in the United States. I'm talking global hiccuping 
sorry, um, I'm talking globally. There is a sense here that life as we know it is changing. And one of the people that, that has was on one of the prior shows, um, um, it was Lynn Buss. He said that he felt that this was going, 2017 was going to be a year where we actually have first contact. And um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I agree, but I am very excited to the, at the thought. I, I do believe that there is going to be that. Ah, we have Ray back. Hi, did you? You do well. I'm actually on, I'm actually on my phone now because my computer wants to update itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why not? <laughs> just decided the hell I'm gonna shut down. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, shortly before the show, my computer crashed, and Deb was was saying to herself, "I don't want to do the show all by myself." I. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad she got you back. Um, well, I am gonna. I'm going to pull her on air. Deb, are you there? I am. I um, You know, Deb doesn't usually get a chance to get a reading, so maybe we should start off the evening with, with giving Deb a reading, if that's okay with you, Ray. It will be, yes. Um, my computer's rebooting, but if you, can you hear me okay? Oh, you're perfect. You're fine. Oh, that's good. That's good. I didn't want to uh, make sure Deb's is – it, it is Deb, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay, well, who's Lee then, please? My middle name. Your middle name's Lee. Oh, that's your name as well. No, I want a Lee as in L-E-I-G-H. Uh, I don't know. Must be a Lee connected because the, the, you need to go way back with this because they're showing me around the time of the Civil War with this one because they're showing me Atlanta burning, which will be um, from the movie Gone with the Wind as well. Okay. Okay. So just keep that name for now as well. They said they're putting out a deck of cards for you, which will be the uh, the Rider White cards for you, or the Rider Weight cards for you. And they've got um, they've got Death for you at the moment cards, which is obviously big change. It's not your dying; it's your big change. Okay, and that's going to come with um, a big connection to marble. You know the 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 stone marble that's coming with a big connection to marble on that one so there'll be a change and see the connection around marble for you as well but there seems to be rock music coming back into your life as well and it's the 70s the early 70s sort of mid 70s uh, heavy heavy metal type rock coming back into your life and this is connected to a friend more than anything else as well okay your power sockets at the moment, I'm on about your physical ones, aren't working properly. They're going to reset themselves over by the end of January. So a lot more influx into your area will start coming in as well. And you'll be building building new bridges by the end of February for you as well. Okay. I'm connected to a gentleman on your left-hand side. So my granddad on, on your, your mother's side with this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this would have been one of life's worry warts. He would have continually worried about whether this right, that was right, and all the rest of it, and being a right fussy so-and-so at times. Yes. He, just said, he just wants you to calm down a little bit and, you know, take things a little bit easy as well. Do we have an issue with the ends of our toes, please? I, I'm sorry, I missed that. Do you have an issue with the ends of your toes? Yes. Okay, just proof that we're working with you and <laughs> really showing you <laughs> 
but he's shown me he's shown me the right direction here as well. And he said he pushes you to one side every now and again when he thinks you're on the wrong path. Ah, okay, I know who to blame now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to blame as well. Has there been a fire around you as well, please? Because you mentioned a little fire. There has been, yes. Okay, just again proving that proving that he does watch over you. And uh, he, I think he laughed at that one because someone was tr- trying to put it out Lauren Hardy style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the best way the, the the best comedians in the world can't put a fire out as well. Is it you've got the funny laugh, or is it your mother? It, mom's, I think, was funnier than mine. Okay, it's just he's, he's mentioning the funny laugh as well. He said sometimes it sounded like a donkey. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But he's on about dog food as well. Is can we have a connection with dog food? Was there a mishap with dog food when you were younger? Uh, yeah, there was. Okay, again, they just proven it that Tim said, but he comes as a glowing energy in your bedroom, and it's like a, a soft, uh, very soft, light green color or orb or area in your bedroom that he comes and glows every now and again, and that he's sending you a bit of healing and a bit of help as well. Thanks, Grandpa. Okay. Yes. And he. He's on about uh, he's on about chalk and cheese with you as well. I think everything is chalk and cheese with you. You either like marmite or you don't. <laughs> one of those one of those situations. There's no in no in between. Bits Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And he's he's on about um, a bicycle a bicycle trip. Would it be a bicycle trip? Because he's, he's showing me a possible connection with uh, the Netherlands as well. Would there have been connection with Holland or possibly Amsterdam itself, please? Um, my adopted uncle took a bicycle trip to through those places. Okay, thank you. There's a uh, Barbara knows I connect with songs, and there's a song from the 70s called My White Bicycle. And it was sung by a group called Nazareth, and it was all about the bikes in... Um, in Holland, so that's why he showed me that. That's how I've worked the connection out there with that one as well. But he's on about horrible puddings, mm. stuff that, stuff you didn't want to eat, like tapioca. I don't know if you have tapioca over there. Yes, we yeah. do. Yes, it's stuff you didn't want to eat. And he said sometimes you've got to swallow stuff just to. Get through to the good stuff, basically. Eat the crab to eat, get the good stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're munching through that at the moment. So would you have had connections with mining? Grandpa was a miner, and so was okay. his father. They were from uh, Wales. Okay. Just to show, there must have been a lot of other heavy industrial, on the industrial side as well. I know that it just seems this big, big heavy, but the same that there's... um. There's a great big gouge out of your life. And no matter what you do, you'll never, ever fill it. So don't fill it. Okay. Just put ribbons and bows on it. All right. Okay? Yep. That's the best way to describe Rather than trying to fill it with other stuff, just put ribbons and bows on it. Okay? Okay. He's, he's on... Is, is there a Mary Lou in spirit? Hmm... Not that I know. I need the name of Frank as well, please. Uh, Frank was my mother's cousin. 
thank you again. Just just connections to prove we work and without you. There seems to be a lot of Mitch. Um, uh, Mitch is it Mitch, Mitch Mitch Mitchell? I think he was a singer from the 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 fifties. Hmm. I think I might get mixed up with somebody else. Didn't he do the Yellow Rose of Texas? Oh, who did do that? Yeah, it's somebody. I'm a bit messed up with the names at the moment. But don't worry, I'll keep going anyway. It's he's he's on about a tile falling off as well. Like a, either a a work surface tile or a tile wall tile of some sort. Mm. I will look forward to that one then, won't you? Okay. Get get blood ready. <laughs> All right. Uh, he's actually shouting, get your car serviced. Oh. Yeah, he's actually shouting, get your car serviced. Okay. So, something to be warned up really, isn't it? Don't, I wouldn't worry too much. It's just uh, probably just a regular thing as well. Um, are you have you got connections in the south, the south um, of USA? Um, I'm living there now, or okay. ne- very near to the south. Yes. He, he just mentioned Louisiana. That's all, and that yes. sort of area. Yes, okay, I do you. have connections in Louisiana. Okay, thank you. I just needed to. He's on about the Mississippi Delta with it being such a big. A big, massive area as well, and there's the. He's, he's shown me this is your family tree, so there's that many off branches going all over the bloody place, basically. Okay. Okay, and he's saying you're going to find some of the the twigs very shortly. So some of the little the little branches are going to come and make an appearance and just say, well, yeah, yeah, we're part of the family. We don't want anything from you. It's just just that we. Yeah, we found you on a family tree and we want to talk to you sort of thing, right. get to know you a little bit. So I wouldn't right. worry too much about that one. Um, they the, the give me a January 29th date. Mm. Don't know that one. No, we'll just mark that one on the calendar. Okay. It, it, nothing bad. It's just probably um, a, a, a missed, it said a missed memory more than anything else as well. I, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you afraid to look in the mirror? Uh yeah, yeah, I don't much. Pardon, sorry. I don't. Don't yeah, it's he's, what he's saying. I think it's his philosophy as well. It would be it's a reflection of the journey you've taken, nothing more. Okay. That's all he's saying. A reflection of the journey you've taken. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I wanna I wanna hop in here. Um, <clears throat> I'm seeing Phoenix Phoenix Rising um, coming up here in, in January, and it does feel as though it's it's going to be a very exciting time for you. There are um, there are a lot of uh, new beginnings here. Um, it just it, it it feels as though it's really important for you to let go a lot of the of a lot of the old things in order for new things to come out. And, and it feels like you're holding on to, to old baggage that you don't, don't need to hold on to. And that there is new baggage coming. But, <laughs> but, but, but it's, it's, it's better baggage. It's, it's less baggage. I, I feel that as you come into the first of the year, there will be a need to, to release and let go. And, and then it feels as though there's, there's a wonderful healing energy that takes over as you get into the March time frame. And 
and and there is a real shift here. I I I mean I know I know Deb, so I know she's going to school, but but it feels to me as though you're learning new modalities that have nothing to do with school. So it it does feel as though you are drawing upon past life um, past life stuff, and it's 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 a very exciting time for you. And I'm only going to go the first half of the year because the second half of the year all the balls are in the air. And you know when I see all the balls in the air, it's it's kind of like um, it uh, it hasn't yet been determined. Okay. Okay. And if you'll do me a favor, I just got a message from a couple of people that are trying to call in. Would you check and see what the call-in number for the studio is? Because I got a feeling it may have changed or I may have put the wrong number out there. Okay, I'll look because so far there's nobody else on the switchboard asking for on. So let me Yeah, look. okay. And and I want to ask you, um, Ray, when, when, you do, when you do mediumship, do you just sort of sit back and let, let spirit talk or how do you – I just, well, I, I got I, I got told off by a lady once in, in the spiritualist church. I get told off quite a bit, actually. You probably figured that one. Yeah, I and, know that. I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and what what I walked into the church, and she was a lady I know from where I work and what have you. Said, and I said to her, "Are you going to work tonight?" And she said, uh, "I don't really know how to." I said, "Just do what I do and wing it." And she said, "Well, what do you mean, just wing it?" Said, do you make it up? I said, no. I just open my mouth and let spirit do the talking for me. Yeah. And it's simple as that. I always try to explain to people, especially when I'm training training them, that the first millisecond is spirit. After that, you're thinking. And once you've got once you've got the connection, you can work with them. Once you believe you've got the connection, you can work with them, and you can just let it flow literally simple yeah that's very true you don't have to make it that complicated i've got i've got many friends who will um, sit in meditation for hours and then go i'll I'll go i'll give one message off and then they'll do this that the other and they'll um they'll do strange symbols and all the rest of it and why make it so hard for yourself when it's a simple process of you using your brain and connecting with your 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 outer self, so to speak. Mm-hmm. When yeah, you're I... talking about when you're talking about energies, um, the, there was a lady I went to watch, a very famous medium, and she said, "I'm looking at this room as a, as little pockets of energy, mm-hmm. little pockets of each, little areas of different people. So when I connect, I'll be building a bridge to that person." And bringing their energy and feeling their where they go, so I, I call it I call it your internal radar to a certain degree because you're actually picking up on different, should we say, locales around you and listening to the energy, listening to what it says to you with your feelings, your emotions, and your um, you know whatever you're picking up basically in yeah. a nutshell. And and I have I have often said to people. Um, that if you're thinking you're in the wrong place there's a there's a sense of of knowing and just allowing and and as spirit talks i found that that oftentimes when when i am and it's not that that the spirit has taken over me it's just that my ego has stepped aside and the spirit inside of me is bringing information through and um 
it to me is a very exciting and a very challenging um, thing. And and I often listen back to some shows where where definitely I was channeling whether I was you know doing you know reading after reading after reading after reading or or if I was in a place where it was like let me just see what spirit has to say to the world. And it it to me was was so amazing because it, it becomes more profound. And if you try to if you try to recreate it, you're using you know you're just using the tools you have from this lifetime, and it doesn't resonate the same. It it feels to me it's 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 almost as though I relax into spirit talking, and when that happens, it's um. There's a little bit of, you know, I don't want to say devil because that infers evil. But, you know, when, when I'm doing a spirit circle or something, very often I will I will talk to somebody about how they ran a house of ill repute or how they were a spy and they, they used pillow talk to get ahead of themselves. And, and, you know, it's not all the time, but that is part of the past as well. You know, we can't all have been kings and queens and, and you know, I, I've can't been... All the- no, <laughs> it's um, another analogy from one of my uh, mentors who used to say, "Just because they've gone over there doesn't mean they've grown wings." Yes, <laughs> I had one man come through once that that said, "It's it, you know, I hate to tell you this." He was talking to his wife. He said, "I hate to tell you this. Number one, that there are no wings, no halos, and no harps." And yeah. and she just she just looked at me and I said, "That's what he's saying." And and you know she 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 just shook her head. They were they were they were heavy duty, profoundly Catholic. And the next thing he said just was was so hysterical to to me anyhow. And and he said, and for God's sake, stop praying to me. I'm not a saint either. And and apparently every night she was praying to him. And he said, just talk to me. That's all I want to hear. Just talk to me. And and it's yeah. true. It's true. Spirits, when they cross over to the other side, it's not like they're going into a a, a celestial rest rest home. It's the other side is very much like this side. They often call. <laughs> sorry, mouthful of of fur. Um, they they call it Summerland, and it's very much like here. Yeah. At, at least that's that's what my understanding is, and that's what I have heard from from the spirits that have crossed over. Uh, absolutely, and the, the, you've got to accept the fact that, like I say, that not everybody was lovely, and some people were grumpy and grouchy, and they did <laughs> they did awful things they had to do, and all the rest of it. And one of the one of the, one of the lessons I learned when I was when I started doing the higher energies was the likes of. The, the likes of uh, Archangel Michael and Archangel Gabriel had jobs to do. They weren't just, you know, floating around playing harps or floating around doing lovely things. They had dirty jobs they had to do. Well, yeah, you know, and, and they do get ready to come back, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's obviously I, I watch a lot of uh, movies and what have you, and there was um, there's a really good one which I will totally recommend people watch it. It's called R.I.P.D. Uh, rest in peace, rest in peace, police department, and it's basically um, the the police force over the other side coming back to um, basically right all the wrongs, especially from the souls who decided to come back and cause a bit of problem, bit of tr- trouble. 
and I thought it was a good analogy that they've got they've got such a police force or such a, um, um, an organisation over the other side that they will they will try to prevent as much um, shall we say trouble as possible coming back to earth and <laughs> cause all the little poltergeists and all the, the other so and sos that Hollywood seem to like to like these days. So I thought it was a good analogy that there is the um, the organisation, shall we say, to actually stop that happening and what have you. So I, I think it would be kind of interesting to, from your perception, from what you've gathered from, um, you know, your experience, what is the other side like? Well, uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, it's just um, it's just our energy it's the basics of the universe is everything is energy and nothing can be destroyed nothing it can be transformed uh, but it cannot be destroyed destroyed we we walk around for um 60 plus years in a shell which supports our shall we say <clears throat> our um soul our aura our electrical field and when we pass over that is released and we're allowed, we're given that freedom to uh, roam the universe, so to speak. Um, a good analogy for the the, the door or the, the light I found was uh, from a friend of mine. She said she was doing a, um, a spirit board and she asked the spirit to go over to the light. And, and the spirit said, not, not on your life. And she said, well, why not? I said, that's God's recycling center. What, what I want to go there for? And yeah. I thought that was, I thought that, that, do you know so They've put on a nutshell these stories about um, people, spirits come or spirits coming back through other people, you know, um, reincarnation and what have you. And I thought, yeah, some someone's bound to be, some of the energy's bound to slip through the mixer and drop back down to earth at some point. So you get these people with total recollections of past lives and all the rest of it. So I thought, well, it's a good analogy that, that um, the white light or the is the actual, sorry, the uh, the white light or the bright light is the actual, shall we say, let's remix every all the energy back into the universe area. So yeah, I thought that was a quite good analogy, and it it it, it fitted a lot of my theories and you know, figuring out um, how how uni- the universe works, the spirit world works to a certain degree. Yes, there are, are higher orders um, than us. As, as in everything, we've got the we've got you've got to have a police force. You've got to have order and function within any realm. As far as I'm concerned, um, how far it goes and who it goes up to, I don't know. I can't answer that one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's it's a tough one. It really is. It is, and, yes. And I think what people don't understand also is that when we when we are in spirit, we have no form. So, that, so that it, it is, it is, you know, it is an etheric energy that is transcending, not our physical. And so everybody thinks that, you know, we step across this barrier and we have uh, our, the form that we have now and we, we go on living at the other side. But that's that's not exactly how it works either. Absolutely. So we don't know. I think um, when I try to explain to people 
what's going on um or what the spirit world is the best one of the best eulogies i use is is the star trek the original series because every week captain kirk had to have a tussle with an alien the come to an agreement at the end the alien had turned to a cloud of energy and disappear off before just before mentioning oh we're the next stage of humanity Mm -hmm. i thought well yeah that's a good way of putting it as well i mean this was but way back in the 60s they had these ideas that um yeah we're just we're just um basically inhabiting us inhabiting a sack for 60 odd years and all the rest of it and once we get we once we get that freedom we can do what we want well, yeah, most, think... most most spirits will hang around at home where they're most comfortable and you'll get the odd one or two that goes exploring. Oh, definitely. And what, what I find fascinating is that, um, did you see the movie Interstellar? I did, yes. I mean, in that, in that movie, it was, it was really fascinating because they, they kept talking about them. And, and at one point he said, I understand them. Yeah is us and they can't do anything because they're no longer in the physical. They need us to do the work yeah. in order for changes to happen. And yeah. I thought that was fabulous. I'm, I'm, I was sitting there saying, yes, that's exactly how it is. And, and I, you know, I, I think you need to get yourself to the cinema, Barbara, and watch um, Marvel's Doctor Strange. Seriously, oh. it, it just, it just takes it to a whole new level. It seriously does. Okay, we're going to take a short break, Ray, and we will be back in about five minutes. Okay, thank you.
Christmas. Looking for a nightcap to fill your listening needs? Come join us on Spaced Out Radio with me, Dave Scott, right here on Revolution Radio. Monday through Friday for three hours a night, starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, we will take you down the supernatural path. From ET contact to the paranormal and all of the spiritual, cryptid, and conspiracy stories in between, you can find us right here on Revolution Radio at spacedoutradio.com, on Twitter at spacedoutradio, and on Facebook at spacedoutradio show. Spaced Out Radio, it's a night of talk and interaction. Are you experienced? data safe? Do you have the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation? Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. Over 3 gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus we just can't tell you about here. With plenty of room left over to store your most important documents. Imagine if a mega virus or a computer failure took out your bank, or all the banks for that matter. Are your banking records safe in your hands so when they get things fixed and repaired, you can say, hey, look, this is what I had. You have it. I want it back. Is your personal data safe? Family records, addresses, phone numbers? We'll squeeze on over to freedomslips.com. Yes, that's www.freedomslips.com. Click the banner on the homepage for the EMP proof bullet drive to get the full scoop of everything that we offer. So, folks, keep your data safe for your peace of mind. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us, we're already here. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. On the go? Still want to listen? Don't have one of those fancy phones with too many buttons. Don't know what an app is? Or you don't even care? Well, we got you here at Revolution Radio. Now you can dial in 24-7 to listen to our shows. We have a number for Studio A and Studio B. And best of all, it's free. Don't forget, your carrier charges for your cell phone provider may apply, though. So check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712-432-6958. And Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world. Knock 
close syndicalist commune. We're taking in turns to act as a sort of executive officer for the week. Yes. But all the decisions of that officer have to be ratified at a special bi-weekly meeting. Yes, I see. By a civil majority in the case of purely internal affairs. Be quiet. But by a two-thirds majority in the case of more... Be quiet. I order you to be quiet. Look, you stupid bastard. You've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look. It's just a flesh wound. I don't believe I've seen such a display of courage, skill, nerve, grace, and stupidity. I'll do you for that. What? Come here. What are you going to do? Bleed on me? I'm invincible. You're a loony. The Black Knight always triumphs. Roundtable Live, Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. till 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Bring your mind, bring your ideas, bring your voice. King Arthur had nothing on us. Here at Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host... And this is Nightlight. If you like what you're hearing, click over to the support page and make a donation to help us keep this amazing station up and running. Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com is totally listener supported. From the owner to the host to the producers, who we can't live without, to the staff, all are working here because we love the work and are dedicated to putting out quality material for all of you. Be it large or small, every donation is greatly appreciated and helps us all keep on supplying information and material to educate and hopefully enlighten you that isn't found anywhere else. For those of you who have been trying to call in, I greatly appreciate that. Um, We had a little bit of a problem with our phones, but they're fixed now, and the call-in number is 928-202-4608. If anyone is interested in hearing from Roy Booker, Ray Ray Booker, I don't know why I keep wanting to call you Roy, Ray Booker, um, who is an amazing, amazing British medium, and and it's such an honor to have you here tonight, Ray. I can't tell you how how much I do appreciate your being here, and you might want to let people... um, and uh, no, just you do have a radio show of your own as well. That's true. Spirit on the radio. Spirit on the radio on Blog Talk Radio. And myself and Sarah May, my good friend Sarah May, host it once a week. We're off air until the early part of the new year. But um, we're there every single Sunday evening. It'll be Sunday afternoon for the American guys. So... Um, It'll be about, I don't know, I can't, can never work out the time difference. It'll be about five hours earlier from seven o'clock. So we're looking about midday time over in the States there. <laughs> it is a, it's a five hour difference. I had to, um, when we were talking, I had to kind of sit here with my fingers and figure, okay, so how, how early is it going to be there for him? And, um, but, and the show is on Blog Talk Radio as well. Yes. Uh, spirit on the radio we've been doing it for three years uh, this year 
Um, I've done other blog talk things, but um, I've done blog talk with you as well, there, yes. Barbara. And um, you know, it's just something we 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 love to do because we have we we just have a laugh. We're dreadful. We're dreadful. Our dreadful British sense of humour. <laughs> it's greatly appreciated. Um, we do. Um, oh, we did have a call, but it went away. Hopefully, it'll be back. Um, I, I'm the two of you are just a delight to listen to, and you you, well, you each you each have your own area of expertise, and it's just it's a magical show to to listen to, you, especially when you're reading people. Well, I'm actually sat with my feet up on the desk uh, with a <laughs> cup of tea, a cup of tea and a biscuit, and I'm just sometimes picking my nose or doing or drawing little sketches or writing little notes down, but generally just laid back and doing it and enjoying enjoying the the company and the the lovely guests that we get in as well. We get some regular ones and we get people uh, new ones. We get them from all over the world, which is good. Um, we like to get them in from the, the UK occasionally as well. And um, I think the furthest we've had away is South Africa, something like that. Oh, my so, gracious. I suppose, I'm right, I think we've had a New Zealand as well. I, I can't remember. It's been that they've had that many callers these days. But <clears throat> most of them are from America. and we, Some are from my favourite place in the world, which is California. Oh. And Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can lure you over here when you retire. Absolutely, yes. Um, we were actually um, we're actually in uh, the northern part. We were actually uh, in um, oh, I don't think brain dead. Um, we were actually in Washington and Oregon the last time we journeyed up that area, and we we kept it weird in Portland. Um, it's the, the title I was so shocked by the place it is just totally crazy it's like it's like they've just put it's sort of like they've put a month an episode of Monty Python in the in a city basically and it's just everything's just so outlandish and weird we we met some poet some baking poets the last time <laughs> we were there they were they were in a scooby-doo van you know the mystery machine type van the yeah. 70s and they had bikes and they were all strange looking and one of them was baking bread at five o'clock in the morning because I wondered what the noise was and he managed to burn the kitchen down twice and they're just a bunch of strange people and I got to talk to the leader of the gang and she said oh we're we're, we're on a college grant and we're touring the um the, the western coast and uh, doing poetry and baking so I thought some are different, if nothing else. Poetry <laughs> and baking. Okay, so, so we've we've got a caller here. Let's let's. I think maybe <coughs> Keith. Do we have a caller? I apologize. Uh, I did this last night. Skype is not letting me add calls. If we, because re- I, I I see eight one six here. Yeah, but you see the hang-up thing on it, too. It's not letting me answer it. All I can do is reboot and reconnect. Uh, it'll take about two minutes, three minutes. Up to you, Barbara. Yeah, reboot. We'll try, because I know there are people trying to get in. Yeah, and... so we'll be off air for just a couple minutes, everybody. Okay. Don't go anywhere, Ray. Ray. Yeah, I'll bring I'll bring you all back in, right back in as quick as I can. Okay. You would have called me Roy, you were, yeah. I, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he will get us right back in. Okay. 
Okay, hold on, everybody. I have my apologies. Skype is being a real pain, but we're going to have everybody back shortly. Okay, we are back live on the air, and we've got Barbara back. Welcome back. We can take call. We should be able to take calls now. So everybody that called, please call back in. Yes, please do call back in. I'm beginning to feel like Mercury retrograde has it in for me. <laughs> um, it's it's really it's fascinating because I know there are people trying to call in, and I keep getting the messages on my um, on my phone. That's why you hear the wolf whistles. By the way, the wolf whistles are. Um, my way, it's, it's actually an ego boost for me. I have the, the wolf whistle on my phone and every now and then I, I hear it and it's like, thank you. I really appreciate that. I needed to have that boost. I also have a cat here who is fascinated with the cursor on the screen and I'm having, I, I'm going to give her whiplash, I think. Um, hi, 425, you're on the air. 425 isn't there. What are you saying, Keith? Can you hear me okay? I, I was, I, yes, you, you're loud and clear. This was working fine last night, I swear to God. <laughs> I use this number every week. Keith, before okay. you... Wait, wait, wait. I, I, got, yeah, I Keith, need to talk to you, Keith. Yes, sir. I need to talk to you. I've got someone next to me and he keeps calling you a mama's boy. So it must be somebody from way, way back when, when you were young. Okay. He's still there. Yes, I it's am. Just a, he just he's got one of these he's got one of these accents and it, it does sound like a bit of bullyingish bully bit of bullyish going on. But I do feel that he would have uh, been a friend as well in later in life. It's just that he's he's literally sat next to me and he's sort of tell him, tell him, tell him. So it would have been someone when you were very younger. It, I don't think it was derogatory, I think it was just um joking around sort of thing. Were you, I think it was something to do with being wet nursed. I think that's the best way I can put it. Are you still there? Yes, there? yes, I'm, I'm multitasking. <laughs> I'm trying to bring callers in. This is very okay. annoying. This normally I'll, works I'll, perfectly. I'll, I'll tell him to hang fire then and deal with you later. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, so Ray, when you started in this field, did you really... Re- was it something you wanted to do or was it something you were called to do? I um, I went through a, a really bad period in my life and my wife pointed out that I was looking for something. And unfortunately, um, one weekend I decided to have a reading done uh, by a, a well-known professional medium. And she sat there and I'm like looking at where, where is she getting this stuff from? <laughs> so um, um, I like to break things down and build them back up and figure out how they work and that was the start of my journey a lot of the tools um, I already had I'd learnt um, from uh, you know the likes of X-Files and stuff like that it was interesting I'd had these massive books full of um, paranormal experiences and stories and what have you so these stories started making sense so to speak as as the journey continued um my first uh real encounter with the spirit was at work um a pair of legs literally six o'clock in the morning i just started a shift and this pair of legs literally ran away from me and i'm <laughs> thinking you know it's six o'clock in the morning i really can't be pestered <laughs> <laughs> 
but it was um that was a lot of things i needed to know how this lady had how it worked so to speak and i um did the usual things got a pack of tarot cards and i started going to the spiritual church on a regular basis and just sat watching the other mediums work and how the how they were expressing themselves and the do's and don'ts so to speak and that's within the spiritualist church but um i'm very much ad hoc on everything i do um it's i believe it's all flat pack you build it up and if you've got a couple of screws left you figure out where what you can do with them <laughs> um basically that's the way i did it i i just went out there and discovered so to speak i practiced i tried different ways of doing things and experiencing things and um i think it was about it will be about roughly um 10 years ago just everything sort of changed um i was doing readings on a regular basis but um a lady had said to me that um oh everything's going to change in the next month and it did um massive doors opened up and um well hey i was on my way um i got <laughs> um i got offers to do things within the spiritual community which i'd never expected in a million years and every year i still say if this is good as because it's as good as it gets i'm over the moon so i i think um, that's what what a lot of people need to hear and need to realize that that it's not it's not taking a class and getting a certificate. It's being at the right place inside of yourself so that spirit opens the doors for you. They aren't doors that you open for yourself. You do the work on yourself when spirit feels you're ready, they open the door. And yeah. and it's 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 I I have found that there there are times in my life when i'm overwhelmed and there are times in my life when when i'm not when when i'm given time to work on myself and the things that are important to me and so many people feel that that at least i know a lot of mediums who push themselves and 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 really try to make things happen before their time and and in doing so they they I think I I personally believe that they they slow their own progress down because they're assuming they know more than the universe does and yes. you know and and it, it's sort of like those people that say I'm never coming back because I've done all the work I need to do and I'm I'm as evolved as I'm going to be and therefore I'm finished and you know you kind of sit there and say arrogance like that means you're not finished you know? <laughs> yeah well one of the things i used to do on the on the ghost hunts was um i i openly said look i'm the world's laziest medium so this night isn't about what i pick up it's about what you pick up i said what i'm going to do for the first half hour hour is give you the tools to do that and tools to experience what I can see because I can walk around this building and, and tell you all sorts. There's a man over there. There's this over there. I want you to be experience that man in that corner, that's energy in that corner. And I want you to walk away from this building saying, well, we had an experience. It wasn't just somebody throwing a stone or whatever. We had a genuine experience. So we'll work on we'll work on the basics of trance. We'll work on the basics of um, I, I don't do Ouija boards. I will never ever touch an Ouija board, and it's not because I'm scared of them. It's because I don't want people to think I'm manipulating it. 
So I let them do that. And then I watch them do do what I make sure they're not manipulating it. So it's more of a um, making sure the people are doing doing it the right way for me when I do that and, and teaching them. Uh-huh. But it's, it, it's, you know, the place I worked in was supposed to be full of evil and nasty things. And I said, again, I said, this, you know, spirit just like to be Scooby-Doo. They like to, they like to have a laugh just like we do. They like uh-huh. to take them, they like to play pranks. So if you're in a place like the where we were, which was the, the Schooner Hotel, you know, it's going to be fun for them. They're going to have a fun night going boo to you. And that's what they want. <laughs> I I truly believe that. I, I just, you know, so many times you sit back and, and the television or what's on the television um, is scary. And and people think, you know, that's what it's always like. And that's not what it's like. I Talking to the other side is, is every now and then I get, I get messages and um, the messages – are not, you know, the, the, the kind of messages you would expense, expect. You know, it, it's it's not like, you know, the the map to the treasure is in my left shoe yeah. on, under the cloud. I yeah. mean, you don't get those. Or, or, you know, Elvis isn't really here yet. He's still on the other side and he's selling hot dogs and, you know, in Mexico, or, you know, you don't, you don't get those kind of things. It's, it's confirmational things. I'm all right. I love you. And, um, it's that that single piece of information that you you can't without a shadow of a doubt, they couldn't have possibly known. Mm -hmm. And And that's all you need. There was a a lovely group I had up up in the hotel one night and we were doing uh, Transfiguration. And I said to the young young man who was, I had my hands on his shoulders, we were looking into a mirror and I said to the young man, I said, there's a lady just come through, literally just come through and she's she's written in gold and in the most beautiful handwriting I've ever seen. And she's written in gold that she loves you and that everything's all right. She, you know, total acceptance and the bloke bur- the bloke, bloke burst into tears oh. and you know and the his mate came over and told me he said to me he said you've given him the one message he's always ever wanted i said well that's what she's obviously come through for at that time and that he wanted acceptance for his sexuality more than anything else and the fact that his nana had recognised it as his grandma, you know, absolutely didn't wasn't really bothered what he was as long as he was happy, as long as yeah. he was happy, and he was like in in buckets of tears. Yeah, no, those are the those are the ones that I had a woman that I sat with once, and and I was getting relatives that she recognised that I could give her the identifying criteria, and and she, you know, was, yeah, I yeah, that's him, and and. I, I finally looked at her and I said, I know you're waiting for somebody and I'm giving you everybody. And she said, I know that there was somebody really special. And just before she got up, I said, wait a minute, who the heck is Fred? And she said, that's who I was waiting for. Burst into tears. It was her dog. Yeah. And <laughs> she she didn't care about any of the other people that came and said hi, but but it was important that Fred was okay. And, and you know, it was like sometimes you you can't try to um, select what you give people. You have to give them 
what what comes through as it comes through. You can't Absolutely. say, you know, no, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to somebody else, you know, and, and it. Laughing but, but, about the, the dog. There was, yes. um, I did, I did a, um, a, a night in a community center and a lot of people came and I had a, a friend of mine come. He wanted to see, we'd only worked a couple of times together. He was a parapsychologist. His, he was a member of the magic circle. So his job basically was to call me a fraud, but we're uh -huh. good mates. So I, I, I would have took anything off him. I've always been honest with him about what I do and all the rest of it and anything I pick up. And he did call us all a bunch of cold readers at the end of the night, but I would actually took it on the shoulder because he was just taking the mic anyway. But there was one particular incident and this lady, I said, I need to give you the names of George and George and Harry and she said no can't take it I said okay I said um, but George and Harry have brought two two little dogs through in, from spirit two little Jack Russells and she said well I can't take it I can't take it well I went on with the reading I, I don't I try not to let these things phase me I just mm -hmm. went on with the read but my sister-in-law just happened to be um, helping out she was on the door and um she knew this woman and the woman actually approached her at the end of the thing and said, um, has he been listening to my conversations? Has you been telling him about me? I said, well, he doesn't know you. And uh, she, my sister-in-law told me she had a, she had two Jack Russells, one called Henry and one called George. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes, sometimes when, when you give people things, they just, for some reason, they don't connect the dots. And I remember reading one lady and saying, well, you're involved in real estate and this is a good place for you because you have a knack for it. There's a flow. There's a, a, a feeling when something is right and when something is not right. I don't do real estate. And I, I, I said, okay, but, but, but you know, if you don't do it now, it might be something you might want to look into because I feel there's great talent here. And she said, I'm not interested in it. And so I, I, I went on and I gave her other stuff. And as we were, were getting towards the very end of the reading, she said, I do have one question. I said, what's that? She said, I own, I own three apartment houses and two other houses and I'm trying to rent them and I'm having trouble. And I'm sitting there thinking. Real estate. Real estate. This is not yeah. real estate, you know. <laughs> I just... You know, I, I, I shook my head. I said, I would consider that being in real estate. And she said, no, that's just what I do to make money. And I said, okie doke. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The, the, so, sometimes sometimes I just want to say no. Well, I think I think it's self-defense. I think that, that yeah. there, is, there is not only is there an art in giving a message, but there's an art in getting one. And so often people will say no. But but like Deb said earlier, you know, the appropriate thing to say is I can't connect it now, but I'll I'll think on it, you know, because I think Barbara's gone. <laughs> I think she's uh Oh dear. Don't she worry, don't worry, we'll get her we'll get her right back. <laughs> this is you know, Skype oftentimes works beautifully and other every now and then it just becomes a, a challenge. Oh, nice. So let me uh, let me bring her back in. Well, while we got a second, let me please thank you on air for the wonderful reading you did for me. I really appreciated it. You're welcome. Who's Arthur? 
you know, King Arthur is one of my heroes. Okay, okay, I'm going to have to drop this again. It might fix the phones, though. We'll be right back. i got to get okay. Barbara back. And we're back. Maybe. We're almost back. Let me get your guest. (laughs) Good news is the phones might even work now, though. But okay, everybody's back. Okay, so so if anybody really wants to risk trying in calling in again, which phones, Keith? Both or one or no? Just my number because the phones won't be forwarded to me. Uh, So. 928-202-4608, or if you have me on Skype. Okay, Doak. Um, I know there, there there were a lot of people that were trying to call in, so, Ray, we're going to have to get you back on and have you take a nap sometime, but let's keep going anyhow. <laughs> You're just I, being is, cruel to me. <laughs> I am, I am. I will wait till you have a vacation day so it doesn't do too much to you, but... Um, you're too special and you're too good to, to not take full advantage of you. And um, so so when somebody comes to you and says, okay, my husband is gone. Can you get a hold of him? Or, you know, how do you prefer to do this? Do you prefer them to say, I want to talk to somebody or I would like to hear from someone? Or do you just leave it open? Well, we, we have a great comedian in the UK called Peter Kay. And he's very, very dry with his humour. And there's there's one particular episode of one of his things, and he's stuck on a he's stuck on a, um, a chairlift, and he's pretending to be old, and he's stuck on a chairlift, and he says the words, "What now? What would Nana do?" And I always say the same thing when you ask when you ask for somebody in spirit for the help, they'll answer in their voice. Uh-huh. So when you when if if you're just for Things sake, if you're, you know, wanting to contact your your husband or your your mother, and you say, well, ask them a question and answer in their voice because you know it's the way they'll answer to answer you, and you know they'll put the compassion and the emotion in, and you'll know then you'll know it's them when they've got the voice and the way they feel, and that's the basics of, of um, I suppose step one of communicating with the other side is knowing the energy you're working with already and understanding how it feels and when they come come through and actually talk to you in their voice, answering mm-hmm. their voice, the, the simple question, you know, you know it's them. Okay, so... You know exactly so, how they feel. So if, if, a woman, if a woman came to you and said, you know, my husband has passed over and I want to talk to him, would you, would you be able to zero in on... Um, I'd, and, and I'd, I'd first of all give her that bit of advice because again some there's that side that you know pe- people are desperate so you you take you take them down that I'd take them down that road first because I don't want them too desperate you know for a message uh-huh. I want them to understand what they're dealing with beforehand because a lot I say a lot of time I found it's because the the desperate and the the grieving, still. So, I, I, the the best warm comfort way of doing that would be to show them a way that they can communicate with them. But first you know, of all, but people don't trust that. 
they they always say, well, that's my imagination. Well, and, and the next step would be to, to to see what we come up with and who we come up with. I always found it, one particular story, I found it funny. There was a lady, I took a lady up to do some readings, one of my mentors to do some readings with me. And she, I knew the woman she was sitting for. And I was sat there listening to the messages she was giving him. And she said to her, who's Carol? And she says, I don't know. And about two seconds later, she said, silly me, that's my middle name. <laughs> and, I, and I said to her, that's exactly why she's doing the reading, because she's given you the proof that you needed, not ah. the proof I could have. I could have told her that your name was Carol. I mean, I didn't know I was good, but I said I could have told her that, but I didn't even know your name was, your middle name was Carol. So she'd given her the proof she needed. And the whole point of me sitting in front of somebody to 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 bring to see if there's any energy around, and if there is, if they're not around, they're not around. Mm-hmm. Full stop. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't lie to them. I wouldn't say I'd have a feel around to see what's around. But other than that, if the husband's not around or the the, the relative not around, they're probably off somewhere else. Well, yeah, and it, I, I try to explain to people that that. They don't sit there waiting for someone to call them. It's not like no. you sit by the phone all the time. And they, they do have things they do on the other side. They are still growing and still learning and, and going over their their life and, and understanding how to incorporate it into every, you know, all other parts of, of, of their learning experience of each of this lifetime so that, so that they, they, they they have things to do. They have agendas. They have. Yeah. I, I don't know. I sometimes say they have to go to um, Enlightenment 101 to understand what they can and cannot do and, and stuff like that. As spirit, I found that that when when people cross over, one of the one of the first things that I'm finding that they are able to do to to let people on this side know they're okay is to drop pennies. And yeah. I, I've never understood. Why not silver dollars? You know that would be so much more exciting. Yeah, I've 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 got an issue with the white feathers. When someone says, "Oh, I've seen a white feather," that no, that me dad's around. Just no, there's a bald pigeon around. <laughs> there's okay. a dove there, dove there with a great big bald patch on. And I, I actually got pulled up about it because she said, "Right, okay, Ray." Then she said, "I would explain six feathers, one in each room." I said. I really can't do that one. You're probably right. That is probably spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's that's a good one. I I, yeah. I the the pennies are are what I have experienced, and um, you know, so I can only speak, you know, from from my my own personal experience. I I have heard that that the feathers are one way that, and, and one way that that you know, working with you that, that I have found, I have found that when I work with other mediums, there's, there's, there's a wonderful synchronicity that happens. And for a short period of time, I, I, I kind of share or take with me a part of that, that not away from you, but I, I, I guess it awakens in me some of that, that, that ability and that talent. Um, you, in the past, when I've worked with you, there, there probably for a couple of weeks, I would find myself going back to Broadway shows and musicals from the '40s and '50s, and and you know when when I work with Jen Young, Young, 
I find that I I am smelling things because that's 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 one of the things that she is so incredible about. So that so that there is a sharing or or an awakening of that aspect within me because I've been sharing energy with the, the person that has that quality that they that they use to a great um, a greater extent than I do. Yeah, it's it's surprising. I mean, I've I've taken a lot of what Sarah does with me as well, um, and I found myself sat because she she's done the um, the TV show, and I found myself sat talking like I was on TV. <laughs> which isn't it just just isn't me <laughs> it just isn't me i just i'm just having a conversation with somebody as far as i'm concerned and you know we all learn we we all gain knowledge you've obviously realized that my knowledge is from media of all sorts like say i'm sometimes i'm even shocked that i know some of these things that likes about broadway musicals and um but I put it. I put it into a capsule a little while back. There used to be a TV show in the UK called Connections, and what they'd do, they'd have a start point with the connection, and they'd say, "Right, I'm going to take this bar of soap and make a direct connection to, say, the space shuttle." So he'd spend that half an hour explaining the history, the links with each individual thing, and making that connection, and finally ended up with whatever reason that they'd be with the space shuttle. But all that little bits in between would be links with history, links with development, links with the, the way the way the world works, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I, I finally figured out that is exactly what I'm doing. I'm working with links that I understand and know. So the history, um, if I learn a bit about history, a new bit about it, or my, or the revision of history, so because there's a lot of revising going on of the truth coming out in different areas, so that'll change on the next message I give. That bit of history will change and be updated to another, a new link connecting somewhere with the people's lives I'm, I'm actually talking to. So... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I... I no, I, I totally agree with you that there is this this wonderful electronic informational linkage that we become connected to. And there are times when you do say things that, you know, I have to go back and, and I have to check because I've said something and I have to check and make sure that there was validity to it. And I'm always amazed because there always is. Patrick used to be that way. You know, he he had stuff in his head that was amazing, and he would quote numbers or figures or or whatever. And I, I stopped fact checking him because he was always it was you know you get in a zone, and you don't know how you know, but you know. Yeah. And I I think that that all of everyone has that capacity, but people who are mediums or psychics or whatever trust that far more than 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 people who don't work with energy the way that, that we do. And it's, it's something that, that anyone can, can work into and, and expand their own, their own um, wealth of information that they have open to them. It's, it's, it's not easy, but it's, it's a matter of trusting what is coming out of your mouth and, and letting it flow. Now, I think one of the things that, that I, I felt, that I loved is poetry. And 
I found that, that when I was working in spirit, when I was in that zone, when I was channeling, I wrote poetry. And in, you know, in the here and the now, I do not. And you wrote a poem that I think is, is, is just, it's, it's so sweet and it's so absolutely wonderful. And it's called My Everyday Angel. And oh, yes, yes. do you want to repeat it or shall I read it? I'll let you read it. Okay. <laughs> there seems to be an angel around me. He doesn't seem to be at all that bright. But every time I think of him, he sends a guiding light. With every day, I realize that it's me that's not so clever. Because when I need him, I should have realized he is here forever. And it's true. It's, it's, did, now, that was channeled. I mean, unless you really sweated over it for a long time. No, no, just... no. I, don't, I, I never sweat over anything, Barbara. Believe you me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but so, it... yeah, it, it, it was channeled. It was, um, it was during the, the period that I was the, – the concept we'd wor- I'd worked on was the everyday angel. And I, I needed to get to grips with um, the higher energies, the ascended masters, particularly one ascended master. Um, and that would have been Jesus and the Christ consciousness. And I, I, um, I finally got to grips with it with the help of a vicar, no, no doubt. And um, unfortunately, another soul that's just passed into spirit as well. Um, it, it just, it seems that everyone's been taken away. A father I called him Father Keith, and he worked at the local well-being centre. And it is a shame, but again, he 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 put me on the right track. And rather than argue that you know about Jesus' life and all the rest of it, he put it in plain, plain, plain terms, and that 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 helped me a lot get to grips with working with that energies. The everyday angels came out of the fact that um, I'd had an experience with um, Annette, who, who my teacher in the the. Um, higher energies and the first time I'd ever met her she actually channeled the Archangel Michael and to the point he actually appeared in front of us and it was sort of a well you know he hasn't got wings he ha- he's just a general bloke he just looks like a bloke in a a, a bit of cloth, um, cloth basically and that's where the everyday angel came from because he oh. just looked like somebody every day so well. The poem started coming out about angels, etc. But it's true that that you know we do have those levels of consciousness around us. So many, you know, there are a lot of people here in the states, especially, um, who say you know they channel Archangel Michael, or they channel channel Jesus, or they they channel Melchizedek, or they channel oh gosh, um, I um um. um Oh gosh, a, a, a star of some sort, and it's—it's it's actually in my in my belief system, they aren't particularly connected to that person, but that level of consciousness. Yes, definitely. Um, one of one of my final experiences before um, Annette went had um, she had to go look after her parents, so it's, we haven't connected that much over the past years. Was um, <clears throat> We brought I brought two energies through, and uh, I needed proof for these particular energies. And one of them was um, Jimi Hendrix, uh, 
and he came through as an 86 year old man which would have been roughly right for his age if he's still um on earth <clears throat> and the other one was mark Bolden. now we were we we're in meditation at this point we were so I needed obviously proof that I'm going to go talk to somebody that I have seen. I have worked with Mark Boland. So he, he said to me, ask him where my guitars are. Now, by chance, you know who Mark Boland is, don't you? No. T-Rex. He was um, he was one of Bowie's, one of the glam, the glam rock scene when Bowie, David Bowie was on the go in the 70s. He produced a lot of his albums and worked with them a lot as well. Um he was the star child of the early 70s. He, he passed away in a car accident. Now, it just, just happens that where I live in Middlesbrough, um, I'd been in touch over the past previous year with a guy who's now the lead singer for that band. Oh, wow. He lives in Germany, and his name is Danny McCoy. So I, I got in touch with Danny. I said, um, I told him what had happened. I said, Mark said, where's his guitars? And he said, Ray, nobody knows where his guitars are. I said, they all disappeared on the day he died. I said, well, that's validation for me. And I, I proceeded to give him a message about his work, his, his music and what have you, saying that he needs to needs to um, sing his own rather than other people's stuff. And he, he, he poo-pooed it to a certain degree. Then two weeks later, released his own record. You know, his own music. So I thought, well, you know, you've, you've given me the ultimate validation that you need. Yeah. <laughs> Especially working that. with energy. He wasn't very happy with my conclusion because I said, um, basically, the, the guy you really, the guy you really love didn't go up there. He wasn't working with the, he wasn't working with the higher energies. He wasn't tapped into the higher frequencies. He was just a good songwriter. And he bit his, he bit his tongue on that one because he knew I was on about John Lennon. So ah. he he wasn't very happy, but I said, you know, I said the likes of the likes of um, Jimi Hendrix. And if you listen to his music, you can see where he's working and who he's talking to and, you know, what voices he's listening to. The same with Mark Bolan as well. It's just one of these things, you know, you, you have to accept. Um, John Lennon was a working class hero. The Mark Bolan and Jimi Hendrix were both star childs. They were both working with higher vibrations when they were on the earth plane. And it wasn't the drugs. Well, you know, it's 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 really amazing because if you listen to some some of the songs that have been written by by, by people you just wouldn't expect would have any uh, spiritual anything to them, um, you, and you just listen to the lyrics – Often there is a spiritual message there that you just you, you probably missed originally. I think one of my favorite songs and the song that I used um, as a theme song for my show for a very long time was um, "Imagine." Yes. The the message that it that it puts out there is so profound, and it 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 touched me. It it always has touched me. It continues to touch me, and certainly if. Uh, we didn't have copyright rules. I'd be using it as my as my theme song for this show uh, because it it you know there's something about music. There's something about the energy that it and the 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 the, the way that the words along with the music can can touch your soul and awaken memories and and aspects of yourself that you didn't know were there is just so profound. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I I particularly picked um, Spirit of the Radio for for the uh, show, which is by Rush, because it everything I wanted for a record. It it's it was there for the taking, so to speak, for the introduction to the to the to the show and what have you. And it's everything I do. Spirit. Um, I work with Spirit, and I work with Radio. You couldn't mm-hmm. ask for anything better. But no. The, Again, um, there's one of my favourites, which is Blinded by the Light. Ah, yeah. Is, um, Bruce Springsteen and uh, Manfred Mann, both did versions of it. And I think the the one that um, sort of gets everyone thinking would be um, uh, Nights in White Satin as well. And I can't think of the other name. There's another, but Porkel Harum did a record. Um a white shade of pale, and it's the people have have quizzed over the meaning of it for years and years and years, and it, it means what it means to you. Full mm-hmm. stop. Yeah, and that's I think, you know, people sing along with. Well, of course, today I have to admit that I don't understand the music today much at all. Um, what you don't you listen know. to thrash metal? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 frightening, and but but some of the songs of the of the seventies and sixties and maybe going into the eighties a little bit, the words were just so profoundly spiritual. If you you know, um, that 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 it, it's amazing. Listen to the words from "Till There Till There Was You," and it's a love song. Absolutely, but it also talks about the loving connection between us and the spirit, you know, the ultimate creator. Yeah. And, and you, you know, you, you just wonder where – you know that it had to be channeled. It just had to be. Well, there's obviously the other one, Spirit in the Sky, Norman Greenborn. Yes. And, I mean, everyone danced along to it. Um, it was re-released in the the 80s as well by a British group and everyone still danced, but they didn't listen to the lyrics. If they listened to the lyrics, they'd understand a lot more. Well, you know, and again, I think it's another case of of information coming through, of spiritual insight and wisdom coming through and being a part of the public venue and imprinting their consciousnesses, even it, their higher consciousnesses, maybe, Instead of their, you know, their 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 conscious minds, but but giving a message of spirit to an aspect of them, and they don't even realize they're getting the message. It's it's no. just amazing. That's and, that's the that to a certain degree is the beauty of uh, media, of any sort: books, films, records, music, whatever. It's some someone's giving you inspiration. Uh, my favourite book, uh, well, yeah, it's my favourite book of all time. It's um, a seven-part trilogy, and it's called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. And it's it's full of, it's very comical, obviously, but it, it's full of um, satire. It's full of poignant things, like the, um, the guy, the guy, one thing I was going to, say about Jesus was there's a guy in the book called Zephod Babelbrox and his psychoanalyst because he's the president of the universe his psychoanalyst says he's constantly saying he's just this guy you know <laughs> and and that's what I used to say when people asked me about Jesus I said well he was just a bloke you know yeah and it's 
he was just doing good or had a philosophy or he 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 gave messages in a good way he did the right thing so yeah it when you look at uh, books like that that have got profound messages but people are laughing at the laughing at the jokes and not reading the true message but but do, don't you think that the message gets through to them in in a in a subconscious way yeah absolutely and it it helps to work into their own personal philosophies one way or another and i think that we are being bombarded these days and and you know all the old music is out there and we keep listening to it especially if you have skype or something like that where it just plays movies of a different you know uh, songs of a different genre that the message is there it's always yeah. been there, and it's been there in the movies and in literature and in song. It's been there every. It's there everywhere, in, in even the sim, the symbols that we see on a daily basis that we don't understand come from an from antiquity, sometimes beyond yeah. beyond time. And here's a good know. reference for you, Barbara. Okay. The movie Avatar. Ah, oh, yes. Everybody loved it, and all the people I've spoken to, especially at work, think, oh, yeah, it's marvellous. 3D effects are totally amazing. And I said, well, you know, what about the story? Oh, Oh, yeah, that was good as well. (laughs) Okay. Ray, thank you so much. I'm going to get a hold of you and get you back here again when we can actually take calls, because I can't tell you how many people have tried to call in. Yeah. Oh, well, no worries. Thank you so much. Okay, bye for now. Bye-bye now. Radio at freedomslips.com. We'll be right back after this message. This is Barbara DeLong, host of Nightlight Radio, inviting you to join me on a cosmic journey, exploring a metaphysical montage of spiritual material, covering everything from the mundane to the magical. UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between, including spiritual readings for those who seek enlightenment. Let Nightlight provide you with equal measure of light, love and laughter, insight, wisdom, and inspiration. Monday nights, 10 to 12 p.m. Eastern, right here on Studio B, Revolution Radio, at freedomslips.com. Who are we? Where do we come from? Are you curious about the origins of the human race? Join me, Gavin McCall, and a variety of guests on Ancient Humans, where we decipher world events, explore scientific